0: Just before starting the Sicha inside, just a little bit of background on the Pesukim and Rashi's that the Rebbe is discussing. So we have in this week's Parsha, the story how the Eden were complaining to Hashem and to Moshe Rabbeinu for taking them out of Mitzrayim. How they don't have food and water to eat and drink. How the Abish descends against the Yidin, HaNechashim HaSerofim. Nechashim are snakes, HaSerofim, that were burning, they were biting the Eden and um, killing them. And how the eden then come and admit their sin. And they beg Moshe Rabbeinu to daven to Hashem. And after Moshe Rabbeinu does this, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Using a similar expression to before. Hasei hasarofim." Here it just says, Make a sorof. Make a snake. But actually it doesn't say the word snake. It just says sorof. Which represents this burning element of the snake. The snake that bites. and Put it onto a high pole. Anybody that looks at the snake will, uh, will um, be healed. And Moshe Rabbeinu makes a nechash nechoshes. He makes a snake made out of copper, puts it on the pole, and when a person looks at it, he would become healthy. So the Rebbe now starts the sichah on these words, Yas Moshe, nachash Rashi quotes the words nechash nechoshes and says that Moshe Rabbeinu was never told to make it out of copper. But Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem called it a nechosh. So I am going to make it out of Nechoishas. Because these two expressions, Nechoishas and Nechoishas, are very similar to each other, are related to each other. So he's going to make a copper snake. Now, the fact that Rashi tells us that he was never told to make it out of Nechoishas, so simply what Rashi is telling us is trying to clarify, since in the Pesach we don't find that Hashem commanded him to make it out of Nechoishas, So Rashi comes to explain that why did Moshe Rabbeinu make it out of copper? Because since Hashem called it a Nachosh, so the expression nochoshes is befitting to go along with the Nachosh. However, the Rebbe says, we need to understand a number of things. First of all, why Rashi starts off that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't told to make it out of copper, but rather this was his idea of making it out of nochoshes. Usually Rashi doesn't tell us what the problem or the question in the Pesach is, for which he's coming to answer. So seemingly Rashi didn't have to start off by saying why did, he wasn't told to make it out of Nechoishas. Rashi could have just explained the reason why he is making it out of Nechoishas. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, the fact that he wasn't told to make it out of Nechoishas is quite obvious in the Pasek. The Pasik just says, Hashem says to Moshe, sorof, make this Sorof and nothing else. So Rashi could have just said very briefly that Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu said, since Hashem called it a Nachosh, so I'm going to make it out of Nachosh. Then the Rebbe asks, we just quoted that Rashi says, that Moshe Rabbeinu said, that since Hashem called it a Nachosh, I'm going to make it out of nachosh. These These expressions are so similar and are connected to each other. The problem, however, is says the Rebbe. we look at the Pasuk, and we just mentioned this. So what does the Pasuk actually say? Hashem said, Hasei Lucha Sarof. So it's being referred to as a Sarof. It doesn't even say in the Pasuk the word Nachash. So why is Rashi saying that Hashem said you should make a Nachash? And finally, the Rebbe asks a question the order of the Rashis on this Pasuk. This Rashi, on Nachash Nachoshes, is preceded by another Rashi, where Rashi tells us on the words Vahoyah Im and nakhash an That if the snake would bite someone, he would look at the snake that Moshe Rabbeinu made, etc., etc., as we'll soon elaborate more on that section of the Rashi. And the question is, why is Rashi putting the words in the Nechash Nechoshes with the explanation we gave before about why Moshe Rabbeinu made it out of copper? Why is Rashi putting this second, if in fact in the Pesach it first says that Moshe Rabbeinu made this copper snake? Then it speaks about how the people that were bitten would look at it. Just to clarify regarding this last question of the Rebbe, it's important to point out that this Rashi that we just said, that the Rebbe is asking why it precedes the Rashi, the Rashi Noshach Hanochosh, in many prints of our chumashim, it's actually uh, part of the Rashi on the previous posok. If that's the case, there wouldn't be so, such a, so much of a question, why is Rashi putting it first? However, the Rebbe points out in the footnotes that in truth, this section of the Rashi is supposed to be a separate dibur hamaschil on the words which is the later part of our pasuk, and therefore, really, it should have been after the Rashi So the Rebbe says the explanation in all of this is as follows: earlier on in the pasuk that Hashem said sent hanochoshim Rashi explained. That nechoshim hasserofim means that they burn the person with the venom of their fangs. That means that the word hasserofim is a description for these snakes, the snakes that burn. Now, since Hashem says over here, asay luchaserof make a and this is in continuation to the previous psukim where it said that Hashem sent hanachoshim hasserofim. It's understood that the meaning of the word sorrow over here is not that this is a certain type of snake called a soraf, rather, it's the description of those snakes we were speaking about before, the ones who burn. And therefore, we have to say that Hashem was telling Moshe to make a snake, the kind of snake, a snake that's soraf, a snake that burns. In other words, really, Hashem did tell him, make a snake that burns. Aye, why doesn't it say clearly in the Pasek, why doesn't it say clearly that Hashem tells him to make a snake that burns? Says the Rebbe, according to Pshut Tishol it's understood that Torah doesn't always tell us every single detail of what Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu in every single command. We find many, many times that Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu a general thing, And only later, when Moshe Rabbeinu is giving it over to the Bnei Yisrael, or when they're fulfilling it, we find out the details of the command. In other words, it's obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't command, and doesn't say anything on his own, without hearing it from Hashem. And therefore, it's absolutely certain that every detail that we hear later in the Torah, either when Moshe Rabbeinu is saying it to the Bnei Yisrael, or when they are fulfilling it, it's quite obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu was told this by Hashem when he commanded him on this, but it wasn't, explicitly specified in the Torah. So too over here, when the Eivishter says to Moshe Rabbeinu, to make a Nachosh Saraf. so although Hashem told it to Moshe Rabbeinu, but it doesn't necessarily specify it in the Torah that the Eivishter used the word Nachosh as opposed to when the punishment actually happened. And there it says that Hashem sent Hanachashim Hasarofim. so there it did say that it was the snakes that burned. Why doesn't it say it over here? So the Rebbe says the whole reason why Moshe Rabbeinu is making this copper snake is in order that the Eden should be saved from these snakes that were biting, that were burning. And since the whole punishment is coming because of the biting or the burning of these snakes... Therefore, what the Torah mentions that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu was just the main point. Aseluch HaSarof makes something that resembles this idea that's, that's hurting, that's killing the Yidin, the Sarof aspect. Especially, that we can say that there's no need really to emphasize the nakhash part again, because it said already earlier that it was nakhashim HaSarofim. And therefore, the Torah is just brief by saying that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, make a Sarof. But of course, Hashem also did say, Nachosh tzarav. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we can understand why Rashi first brings the Rashi that we mentioned before. That if a person would be bitten, he would look at the snake, and only then does he bring the meaning of Nahash Nachosh of the Copper Snake. Why is that? So the Rebbe explains as follows. Because based on what we just said, that even though it doesn't say in the Torah that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to make a nachosh, but we understand that surely Hashem used that term nachosh. if that's the case, we could ask the question exactly the other way around. How, that is, how does Rashi know that Hashem didn't tell him to make it out of nochoshes? Rashi starts with the question that Hashem didn't tell him to make it out of nochoshes. How does Rashi know that? We could say, that just like Hashem told him to make a nakhash we don't see the word nakhash in the Torah, but Rashi is sure that even though Hashem didn't say it, that even though it doesn't say it in the Torah, surely Hashem said it. So why can't we also say that Hashem also told him to make it at a but the Torah was just brief about it and didn't tell it to us clearly. So from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu makes a nakhash nochoshes, why don't we just assume that surely Hashem would have told him to make a nakhash nochoshes. In order that we shouldn't have this svarah and this question, this is why Rashi first brings the previous Rashi, which we asked before, why does it come first? On the words, that if the snake would bite someone, he would look at the the snake, the Moshe Rabbeinu made, and so on. What does Rashi tell us on those words? Rashi tells us that the person who looked at the snake wouldn't immediately, quickly be healed, unless he really looked at it with kavon, with intent. And Rashi goes on to say that Rabbi Sainu taught us that is it the snake that actually brought life or death? Rather, Rashi says, that when Yidin looked klapai mailu, when Yidin are looking up towards Hashem and subjugating their hearts, Tavim Shem Shem to our Father in Heaven, that is when they were cured, and if not, they would waste away. In other words, that the idea of the Nachash Nachoshes of the Copper Snake is not by itself to cure the person that was bitten. Which, if that's the case, you may somehow say that just like there's a reason to make it as a nochosh, some for some reason there's also a reason to make it nochoshes. But Rashi is telling us clearly, no, it's not about the nochosh, and it's not about the nochoshes. It's about inspiring the Yedin that they should look up law and to subjugate their hearts to Hashem so that Hashem should cure them that's the case that in truth there's no difference really from what material the nochosh is made from what material that snake is going to be made and therefore there's no reason to think that Hashem would tell him to make it out of nochosh and, and in other words that yeah, maybe Hashem said to make it out of and the Torah avoided saying it no there's absolutely no reason to believe that it was supposed to be made out of nochosh Hashem just told him to make a nachash to remind the Yiddin that they should be doing tshuva, to look up to Hashem I, if that's the case, why do you even need to have a nochash? Why do we need to have a snake? Well, that's understood simply. When a person sees with his eyes the thing that had hurt him, the nochash that had hurt him, that itself inspires him and arouses him to do tshubah for the aveira he did. Especially in our case, that the punishment comes dafka through a nochash. Why does it come through a snake? It's connected to the aveira itself. As Rashi had already also told us in an earlier pasuk. Yavoi Nachosh. That why is the Nachosh coming to punish the Yidden? They, he's coming to punish for Haytzah for slandering Hashem and speaking negatively about Hashem. So he's punishing because the Nachash himself he was the one that originally did a similar avedah by the Chet when he slandered Hashem. So he's going to punish these Yidden now that are acting in a similar way. So to Rashi says, let the Nachosh come. The Nachosh who everything tastes exactly the same to him. Everything is tasting like earth. Let him come and punish those yidin that are now right now being ungrateful. They have the man that tastes like anything they want, and yet they're acting in this way. So in other words, the nohosh is very much connected to their avera. If that's the case, we can understand that by looking now at a nohosh, this will inspire them to remind them that they need to do tshuva, they need to look up to Hashem, to subjugate their heart to aviim, and therefore it makes sense that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, To make a nachosh, But practically, what does Hashem say in the title? The word we find is Saraf. But it's self-evident and it's understood that of course Hashem also said the word nachosh Because as we said before, Saraf is only the description of what the nachosh is doing. But to say that it was Nechoshes, logically there's no reason. It doesn't help in any way for the Tshuva. So why would Hashem say to make it out a Nechoshes? So therefore Rashi comes along now after having explained this that we understand why it's a nachash. So now Rashi comes and asks about the nochosh, if that's the case. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu make it out of nochosh, if clearly Hashem wouldn't have told him to make it out of nochosh. And there's no practical reason why it should be made out of nochosh. So why does Moshe Rabbeinu make it out of copper? And furthermore, the Torah specifically emphasizes this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu made it out of copper. So Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu said to himself, since Hashem called it a nochosh, I'm going at it to make it out of Nechoshes because these words and expressions are so connected and related. And this is why Torah actually tells it to us as well. Why? Because this, is, this itself is teaching us a lesson. This itself is teaching us a concept of loshen that this is a relevant point, something that we need to learn also in the future. This general idea that Lashonis and Lashon Kodesh are very, very much connected to each other. This teaches us the idea that when something is called by a specific name, there's a very, very important reason and it has a lot, a lot of relevance even in, in matters, but in Nagel, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu comes along and the Torah teaches us that Moshe Rabbeinu said, let's make this out because it's related to the word Nachash." Says the Rebbe One of the inyanam of Yeinishol Torah of the Inyanam of Chassidus that are hinted in this Rashi... Since Moshe Rabbeinu made the Nohosh out of Nohoshes and Torah tells us stars, obviously it's a proof that somehow this detail also has a general connection to the refuah, to the cure that came through the Nohosh. In order to understand this as the Rebbe will first explain the refuah of the Bnei Yisrael that came as a result of the Nohosh. The people that were bitten by the snakes which as we said before, just by the snakes biting them, these people died. And if not for looking up to the snake, that Moishun Rabbeinu made, they would have died by looking up at that, Vachai, that's what brings them life. It's understood that on their own, just by being connected with that snake, by the snake biting them, they're on the Darga of Mesa, they are considered dead. Furthermore, The Nachash itself is related and indicates the concept of Misa because we know that the whole idea of the Eitz Adas, which came because of the Nachash, that's what brought Misa to the world. In fact, the Gemara says that even regarding certain Sadiqim that had absolutely no avera, so why did they die? Only because of the Nachash. And this is exactly why the person has to look now. And Vochai, this is going to bring him life because without this, he is not alive. He had a connection to the Nechash, and now he's not, not alive anymore, and now he needs to be given a whole new lease on life. Says the Rebbe, from this it's understood that when a person look, was bitten by the snake, and he looks up at the Nechash Nechash, and now was now he lives, and in a certain sense he had something similar to Tchias HaMesim. On his own he would have been dead, and now he's alive says the Rebbe that in Chassidus it's explained that the Koyach V'tchies cannot come from the regular place that we call Mokar Achayim, the regular source of life. Because since this level of life that originally was from the source of life left, so now how is someone that's dead going to become back alive? Seemingly from, based on that source, he should, he should be dead. So rather you need to go up to a higher level, a level called the Rachemim Rabim, the great compassion and mercy of Atzmoset Ensoyf, which is even higher than the level called Mokar Achayim, the source of life. Compared to this level, Mavis and Chaim, death and life are exactly equal. And based on this level, even someone that's dead can now be alive. Says the Rebbe, this is the Pshat the refu of Bnei Yisrael came by looking at Nechash HaNechoishas and they became alive. Because since what's happening is, that now is being drawn down from Atz Saf a level where Mavis and Chaim, death and life are exactly equal. So there could be a transformation in his from one extreme to the other, that even a nochash, because that's what they're looking at now, a nochash, a nochash which in essence is the idea of Miso, and yet it could be transformed, that it should be the place of life, that dafka by looking at this you're becoming alive. Now this, ham from atzimosei rin soiv baruchu, to transform the nochash, which in essence is Miso, and yet it's being transformed now to an element of Chayim, that the nochash now is bringing the Chayim, this is as a result of the tshuva that the yidden are doing. As Rashi says, that by yidden looking up to the Eibishter and subjugating their hearts to the Eibishter, this is what's bringing it about. But the Yid's tshuva has to be similar to what he's trying to bring down. In other words, what's happening over here, the Yid is subjugating his heart, this whole heart, including the Sahara, including that Nochash, that snake inside of him, that as opposed to it being in, uh, in opposition to Kedusha, he's transforming it to be subjugated to Hashem. And because of this, this brings a whole new chayis in Kedusha, that the Nachash itself is the one bringing life now. In other words, when the person acts in such a way inside of himself, transforming the Nachash, this transforms the Sitra Achra, the Klippa, and the world, that the darkness itself shines, that even the Nachash itself, which represents death, becomes a source for life. Through him, life comes down. So the Rebbe, now we can also understand why it's being made out of Nachashas, that through the nachash Nechoshes, the Chayis is coming down to the Yidden. Because in Chassidus it's explained that Nechoshes also represents a level that comes down into the Klippos. And this itself is the reason why Nechoshes is the same expression as Nechosh, from the same letters as Nechosh. Because we know that the name of something indicates of what it's all about, the Chayis of that. So therefore, when the nachash is transformed into kedusha through the avoid of the person, this also transformed this level called nachashes, which is also, as we said, related to negativity. Says the Rebbe. Based on this, we can understand the reason why in the Torah it doesn't say the words make a nachash, even though Rashi says Hashem called it a nachash. But in the Torah it doesn't say the word nachash. So the Rebbe explains it in a very interesting way. There is a Maimar azal that says Shoalulu Torah. was asked. If a person sins, what should his punishment be? So the Torah responds, Let him bring a carbon, Asham, and he will be forgiven. The Maimon Nazal goes further and says, So then HaKadosh Baruch was asked, What should a person do? What should happen if a person sins? Hashem says, He should do tshuva and he will be forgiven. Now seemingly, if even according to the answer of Torah, which is Yavi, Ashram, he has to bring a carbon, now surely a carbon goes along with tshuva as well. That's the only way carbon works. So in other words, according to the Torah, tshuva also works. So what's the khidush in the answer of Hashem? And Chiddush explains that the, re- the explanation is as follows: based on the answer of Torah that he has to bring a carbon. So what the tshuva is what the chuva is, is achieving is that when the yid does tshuva, those averies that he did intentionally are now going to be counted as if he did them only b'shoiged, not that it's forgiven completely. And this is why Torah says, let him bring a carbon asham. So now, since these Aveders were counted only as if a Shogik, so this carbon is going to now completely forgive for those uh, Aveders that were done by Shogik. But the answer of Hashem, Yasset Shuvah, means that the Shuvah directly is forgiving and atoning, even for the Aveders that were done by Mazid, to the extent that they're even transformed to be counted as merits. And the reason for this is, because Torah, as far as Torah is concerned, there's still certain limitations. And therefore, Tshuva cannot completely atone for those Averis that were done by Mezid. But from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is completely higher than all limitations, who could tell Hashem what to do? Even if a person does lots of Averis, it, so to speak, doesn't affect and impact Hashem. So as from Hashem's perspective, when he does Tshuva, even this Zdoinis, even the intentional Averis, could completely be transformed into merits. Says so that two over here, the idea of Hasei Luchon Nochosh, the making of Nochosh, and by looking at it, Dad's going to breathe life, Torah is not the one that says it. To hint to this idea that from the Koyach of Torah itself, the, these ne- negatives doinois, the idea of the Nochosh, the Misa, the death and the snake, they wouldn't be able to be completely transformed into life and to merits. And that's why the Torah doesn't use the word Nochosh. But Rashi tells us, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, did say Nochosh. In other words, Hashem is calling this idea that what we're going to look at and this is going to bring life, Hashem is calling it Nachash, meaning to say that He, Hashem is giving the power that even the Nachash itself should be completely transformed into a matter of life and that is that even the Shalish Klipis Hatmeis can be transformed into good. This Koyach is coming from HaKadosh Baruch the which is even higher than Torah.